Hello, welcome to your courageous journey. This is Julie Faber. And this is Julie Sickles. And we're excited to be back with you today. We have an awesome episode to share with you. Um, this week is one of our interview episodes. Julie, want to explain the process of how this works? Well, it's not a normal interview. Um, it is not. We are doing a one-year recap. And just you don't know, <laughs> we started this endeavor back in 2021. And so yes. one-year recap would have been 2022. So we're going back in time just a little bit. But we wanted to share our podcasting journey with you. And it took us a lot longer than we had expected originally, I think. Or at yeah. least longer than I had expected originally. So, um, yeah. So we recorded yeah. a one-year recap. That was a year ago. Uh, almost yeah, exactly. I, I have the actual dates, which is really fun. So our original interviews with each other that we launched, which are episode one and episode three, we recorded September 9th in 2021. In this episode that we're releasing, which is a one-year update, or maybe we should call it our 2022 update, <laughs> yeah, is that was confusing. It was recorded on October 25th, 2022, and it's super fun and exciting because we're actually releasing this on October 24th, 2023. So almost exactly a year after we recorded it. So mm -hmm. it's a blast from the past, a yeah. little bit for us, but we are planning to do another one year update so that by the end of the season, you'll kind of find out what we had been up to the year after this episode was recorded. And then you guys will be all caught up. So as yeah. we do updates, um, they won't be quite so far in the past as we move forward <laughs> yeah. with our different seasons. Yeah, it'll be more real time next season. So and we'll give yes. you more info on that as we get closer to the end of the season. And yeah, and the end of the season is going to be in December, so we'll give you those dates more specifically as we get closer, so you'll know uh, when the season ends and when we'll be coming back on again exactly. after that. Yeah, we're going to take a little break for Christmas, the holidays, and then we'll be back to you. But also, before we forget, too, I, we just wanted to remind or say... For those who might be just tuning in for the first time, exactly what we're about. Uh, we generally are recording a interview and it will be with somebody who just wants to share their story. And it's whatever generally they decide they want to talk about. And so we'll do an interview and then Julie and I will take a topic and we'll do an episode for the week following that interview. It'll be a topic on whatever the person that we interviewed talked about. So yeah, something that we find relevant related to psychology or relationship issues or personal development and share some information with you that right. hopefully is helpful. There you go. All right. So let's move into this interview. This is Julie and Julie in 2022. And we are just doing another interview, we say it's going to be quick, but it might not be that quick because we like to talk a lot. Um, but we wanted to give you an update about what we've been doing over the last year. We, I don't know, I guess it's taken us a little bit longer than we had originally expected to really get this going, but we are back on track. And so we just wanted to update you on what's happened over the last year. Yeah. 
there's a lot been happening. Yes, so a lot. We're going to, yeah. So we're going to start out with Julie Farber talking more about what she's been up to. And she's had some big events in her life in the last year. Very. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your big happy news. Okay. So my big happy news is I got married in July, Woo-hoo! which was really yep. cool. Yep, your boyfriend is now your husband. Yep. That's, yeah, that was good. It was um, kind of like a whirlwind thing for me. I guess we had been talking for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to want to put this on, like, for everyone <laughs> to see here. But when I first started talking about him to you, Julie, it was like, you're like, well, maybe you should just get married because our situation was just not super typical. Like we've known each other for a very long time. We met over 10 years ago. Oh gosh. Jake was one. He's 15 now. So it was 14 years ago in a very non-traditional way. We actually met by gaming and I never, ever, ever thought that it would ever develop into anything. But over the years we stopped gaming and just kept in touch. And we just talked all the time. I mean, like I was dating other people and I would tell them about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just a really good close friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it changed it. Yeah. Well, it was tw- right before 2020, right? Well, 2020 is when we met. We met in January of 2020 and it went really well. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's actually like date. You know? <laughs> and that was January of 2020. And we all know what happened next. <laughs> So. Yes, yes. And Mike is from Canada, just yes. for everyone. So yes. once COVID hit, the border shut down for two years, two, two and a, almost two and a half years, right? No, it wasn't. It was 18 months. Oh, 18, it was 18 months. months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, still a long time. It felt like a long yeah. time because yeah, I know you guys met in person in January, had plans to meet up again in a few months, and then mm. that didn't happen. No, we had like massive plans. Like we're like, okay, well, we'll see each other every like two to three months. Right. You know? Yes. And then that couldn't happen for a while. So 18 months later, we saw each other for the second time. So yeah, that's why I was like, maybe you should just get married. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And actually like be in person and get to know each other in person. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, um, The Proposal. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And Sandra Bullock, yeah. And there's a line at the end where, oh, shoot, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're somebody hasn't the movie. seen it. It's an old movie. I it don't know old that movie. you're going to necessarily spoil it. <laughs> anyway, there's a line in there where he asks her, will you marry me so that I can date you? And I was like, that is us. <laughs> um very weird situation just definitely not typical but i know because you guys had gotten together in person was it three or four times before you got married oh uh he came it was at least four i think yeah he came here three times and then i went you went there to visit okay i think it might have been four times it's either four or five times not more than five yeah yeah but and then you got married yeah it was a good wedding. It was. It was really good. I was like, 
standing there because normally well so the first time i got married we got married in the temple for our church which i won't go into the whole thing but this time it was just because he's not a member of the church you have to be a member of the church to do that but we just got married in my parents backyard which technically it wasn't even my parents backyard they had sold their house and um just part of the the deal with selling the house is they got to stay in it for a few more months because yeah they needed to (laughs) they would have they would have had to stay with me and that would have been interesting too (laughs) yeah um but it was really pretty my parents have a beautiful backyard or did have someone else has it now and yeah I was standing there just trying to not cry and I was looking at some of the pictures and stuff I'm glad we didn't have it like the videographer thing or whatever because I was like making all these like funny faces to try and not cry <laughs> but it was a very good day ended up being a, a bit emotional more than I had expected and yeah yeah it was good it was good it was perfect uh, yeah the weather was perfect and everything just worked out well and it was it wasn't stressful at all no it really wasn't Not like the first time around, but yeah, the wedding, my first wedding was very stressful for me, but I don't know. That could have been a lot of different factors anyways, but yeah, so we got married and it's been very interesting adjustment. Yeah. You had been single for how many years? Well, our divorce, my divorce was final in 2010 and it's 2022. So 12 years. Yeah. Well, over 12 years, but wow. Yeah. Plus, I'm, like, over 40 and super stuck in my ways. I'm stubborn. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard when it you kind of get to do everything your own way for 12 years. To, yeah. To... Well, yeah, there are certain things that I'm just like, you know what? It has to be like this, you know? Like, <laughs> we, You have to do this and I have to do it. And, and I'm starting to mellow out on some of those things where it's like, Good. Oh, does it really... But there's all okay. there's all the good changes and benefits mm-hmm. too. Like Mike is really good about cooking and oh yeah, and dude, I have yeah. been eating so much better <laughs> since he's been <laughs> around for sure. As I used to eat out a lot, yes. so I'm saving money and eating healthier just it's by a having win-win. Her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. good. I know you guys are considering making a move in a year or two. When I am not going to live in California forever. That's another thing. Which <laughs> That's not new over the last year. I no. don't. I am not you, a California person. I'm just. I was gonna say like I don't know if there's ever been a time that you haven't complained about being I know, there. I know. Really. Well, my biggest complaint is it's too expensive. But the thing is too, I, I'm not really an ocean person. I live two I, miles from the ocean. It makes me so sad. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm such an ocean I person. Like I should... come and visit you, and I have to go. And that's I have good. Go. I mean, I do. I do enjoy. California things from time to time, but mm-hmm. not. I know not so like many you, people have not asked like me. I would. If I, I know. Lived there. I'd walk like, on the beach every day. Yes, they're like, do you go to the beach every day? I'm like, no. I probably go oh. like five times a year. I drive by it all the time. <laughs> right, you see it. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the beach. Yeah, my parents will be keeping this house. I'm renting my where I live from my parents, and so yeah, yeah. So there could be you're... more opportunities even when I move. So anyways. Good. Yeah. Good. So that was one of your big, big adventures mm-hmm. and changes this past year. Yep. Um, 
but we also wanted to talk about COVID because when we did our interview, neither one of us had experienced COVID. Not yet. Yeah. I was about to, because I think we did it, what, September is when we did our initial interviews. Yes. I got COVID. I've had it twice now. I got it the first time the day after Thanksgiving, 2021. Yes, and, and you were sure... and you were very sick. You didn't yes. you weren't hospitalized, but you were sicker than you than I've ever been. I I think I have a really good immune system. Um I just don't generally get sick. I mean, I think the worst for me is getting like stomach stuff where you're like throwing up and I hate it so much. Um but luckily for me, I've never had that kind of sickness longer than like 24 hours. Um, yeah, and you just don't get super sick when you get a cold or anything. Yeah, it does, it goes through me pretty quick. And so, okay. yeah, so luckily, yeah, I was not hospitalized, but I felt terrible. And I well, had that cough. Well, and you didn't do you weren't able to really do anything for a good mm-hmm. what, Week. 3 3 weeks at least. Well, um, it was into December, you know, it started after Thanksgiving and I remember. Well, yeah, but after Thanksgiving is already almost December. It was the day after yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah, it did. It was, it was one full week where I just couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a way to test for that. I didn't. It was just, that was the one that was around at the time. That was really right. big. Yeah. Um, and so, but I had been... I had the two doses of the vaccine. So you got really sick with COVID, but it was interesting because you took three tests and the two that came back quickly were negative and the third one never came back for like a month. Actually, I took three tests. So that's what I said. The first two. No, I took three and I took four total. Oh, you took four. Yeah, sorry. So the I went to this one place and the way they do it is... They did a rapid. They did a rapid, an antigen, and a send away one, PCR okay. or whatever. I don't the know. PCR. What all okay. Um, and the first two came back within like an hour, and, and it was negative. Both negative. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, "There's, there's no way." So I drive for Uber and Lyft, and I was like, "Okay, well, I just want to make really sure that that's." the case that i am actually negative so you don't me, pass it on to other people yeah i was like i've never been sick like this before when i get a cold it's always in my head sinuses stuff like that um but this was like in my chest and <laughs> so i it was like there's no way that this is negative i'm like i'm gonna go somewhere else and take another test and I went the next day different place but it was also still the rapid results test and, and testing then too. yeah it was negative then so I'm like okay well I guess I'm negative but I felt so crappy there was no way I was driving that week like there was no way yeah so I ended up not driving but all the other symptoms that I had I think I had a fever one day but I went through them really fast and I'm not sure if that's just my immune system and the way that I work or if it was because I was vaccinated or whatever you know I had like the body aches well the body aches were pretty consistent but like the fever chill thing was like one day and then the next day was something else and then I lost my smell and my taste which was very weird and that was only uh, that was about 24 hours and it was interesting because I was eating lunch one day and everything was fine I could taste it and smell it and everything and then dinner time, I had like the spicy sandwich. 
and and it didn't taste spicy. Uh, well, I, I could feel the heat, but I didn't taste anything. Anything. And I'm like, this is actually really weird. Yeah. It's really weird to be chewing on something and not and taste nothing. Yeah. It was just <clears throat> strange. But yeah. anyways, so like right then I like put my sandwich down and I went into the kitchen and I was like opening all these jars of things just to make sure like I have like a jar of garlic, like the minced garlic in, mm-hmm. in my fridge. I was, yeah, I was all this stuff and it like opened peanut butter. And you couldn't like, smell it. Couldn't smell any of it. All these things oh, that were wow. like potent. I was like, oh no, I lost my smell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was just for like a day. I came back the next day. Wow, that was really short. Yeah. Hmm. But the cough lasted forever. The cough never really went away. I think that lasted like three to four weeks. Wow. That was the worst part. So. Well, I don't know if that was the worst part. The worst part was <clears throat> what happened after. Oh, well, that was the worst part of having COVID initially. <laughs> <laughs> but so I've kind of... I've been having some crazy symptoms and stuff. Um, Just things that have happened. And I already have a bit of the depression and anxiety, which, you know, I've mentioned that I have PTSD. So that's already a thing for me. But like in, was it January, February? Like I couldn't even get off the couch. And when I say I couldn't get off the couch, it's not just, I mean, physically I could get off the couch. You know, and I did because I had to, (laughs) you know, I'd get up and go to the bathroom and eat and stuff. But even for that, it was hard. It was just like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like my body or brain or whatever was just like you. If you leave this couch from this spot right here, like really bad things are going to happen. You're probably going to (laughs) die. Yeah. You know, and so that was. Uh, Well, you also had kind of a rebound COVID where. You I did. Got really sick with those symptoms again. Mm-hmm. Everything but what, the near cough. the end of January, I think. It no, was. maybe I did have the cough. Yeah, January was a very rough month. It me. was rough, and so and the other thing that COVID did was really mess with your circadian rhythm, and you mm-hmm. had really terrible insomnia. And I know that insomnia can really affect depression as well. Yeah, and if you're not sleeping or sleeping well or getting enough sleep. Yeah. It really messes with your body. Yeah. It just flipped my circadian rhythm. Like normally I would go to bed like 11 or between 11 and 12 at night. Mm-hmm. Get up between like 6 and 7 mm-hmm. usually. But <clears throat> all of a sudden at night I was just awake and would be awake until 4 or 5 in the morning usually and then sleep until <laughs> like noon or one which was very frustrating because you know driving and stuff the best times to do it during the week or like in the morning and that's like right when i was starting to fall asleep yeah for your uber and lyft you were missing the key times yep so and i've had like three cycles of that where it just completely flipped Mm mm-hmm So I'm actually just kind of coming out of one right now, which now I'm able to fall asleep generally between midnight and one and I'll wake up around like eight to nine. Okay. So, which is more normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's way better. Much better. 
But you also have had some other strange symptoms from the long COVID yeah. too. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to say that this, my long COVID is kind of self-diagnosed, but I was having all these weird things and I was looking it up. I'm like, is this like a COVID thing? You know, and right. everything that I've had, which I'm pretty sure at this point, they're linking a lot of things to long COVID. They are. They um, are. The last thing I read, it just said that COVID affects every system in your body. So Right. Right. There you go. But my weird symptoms. So when I had COVID the first time, I also had pink eye. And it, we had family pictures. That was when I started feeling sick. My entire family was there. A couple of my nieces and nephews or whatever had pink eye. But I had been staying away from them. So I don't know. But I, I hear it's really easy to spread. Yes, but since you've had COVID, you've been having your eye like leakage yeah, drainage eye, issues yep. and... it's like watery all the time yeah so yeah. and it's kind of comes and goes it's not like all when the it time. is watery it waters constantly yeah. but then sometimes it stops and i'm good for a bit but... well and then you got covid again a week before your wedding which oh, was geez, that was so stressful ironic timing oh my gosh and um, since then, you've had the weird symptom of getting UTIs, which is something you don't usually get. Yeah. Well, I think what I had apparently, so yeah, I've never had one before in my entire life. You know, yeah. 42 years of living, never had a bladder infection or a UTI. And I was reading about them and UTIs can be different. It, like it can be a, like a bladder infection, but it could also be like a kidney infection, which thank goodness I didn't have that. Yeah. Because those yes. I hear are terrible. Super painful. And, I think mine yeah. was more of a bladder infection. Yeah. Um, which was, it was crazy. I was supposed to take, it was the week after. Wait, when was it? It no, was a few it was days insane. after. It was, a, it was a few days after. I was it was a few days after, Mike's yeah. sister back to the airport. Oh, gosh. The whole thing was crazy. They ended up, I'm like, there is no way I'm driving you to the airport. Because I was literally like going to the bathroom every five minutes yeah so they ended up taking my car and i had to go back and pick it up right. later <laughs> so but yeah it actually when i got it i was on my way to pick mike up from the airport mike's my husband now and he i was just i was stuck in traffic and you know i drive a lot and sometimes when i'm just sitting there for a long time I start to get achy. Mm -hmm. You know, your body just doesn't really like it. You got to move. So yeah. I couldn't tell at first if that was what it was. It was just, I've been sitting too long and I needed to get up and move. And, you know, so that's why I was achy. But I was, as I was like sitting there in traffic and slowly moving and whatever. You just start um, feeling worse and worse. I started feeling, yeah, it was just worse. And by the time I got to him and picked him up, I'm like, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, um, You're like, we're getting married this week, but I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, no, that's not good. And then I was telling my mom I didn't feel good. And she's like, well, you should take a COVID test. And I was like, this isn't COVID. This is just a cold, you know, because it didn't feel the same as before. Yeah. It was the next day um, after I started not feeling good that I talked to her. She's like, okay, but she's like, it's different now. She's like, it's not as bad as it was the last time you had it. She's like, you should take a, a test. I'm like, okay, fine. So I took a test 
and it was positive. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So then there was talk about, oh, well, do we postpone the wedding? And Mike's like, if we postpone the wedding, my family won't be there. Right. Yeah, they already had their tickets and plans Uh and everything. And it was just his sister and her husband that that were were coming. Yeah. Yeah. No one else was able to make it. Well, his mom was having pretty serious health issues. Like, it -hmm. wouldn't have mattered whatever we did. She wasn't coming. But (laughs) we just decided that even if I still have COVID and if like, and we were actually worried about him getting COVID. Right. Because he hadn't had it before. mm Mm-mm. No, we're like, you know what? Nope, we're just doing it. We're getting married. We'll wear masks if we have to, you know. And it was out, it was in the backyard, so that was good. Yeah, it was outside. But we did do some inside things too. Mm-hmm. But by Thursday of that week, it was two days before we, we were getting married, I was testing negative. Yeah, and you fe- you were so. feeling a lot better too. Yeah, could you even tell on the day I was married that mm-hmm. I had been sick? No. I think I sounded normal. Like yeah. I sounded like I sound now, so... Yep. Yep. It went through really quick and it did. and he didn't get it. I'm telling you the cure for COVID is Mike's blood. Cause, like, <laughs> he's been exposed to it. I can't even tell you how many times and he's never gotten it. Wow. That's great. Yeah. But, it, but with all of that, it's just been a very eventful and busy year. And we've been working through those issues as we've been working on the podcast and trying to figure out how to do everything we've learned a lot we have learned a lot and i'm to the point now where i'm just learning how to deal with having these weird symptoms all the time and it's just like my new normal yes but like i said i kind of self-diagnosed the long covid Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of doctors who don't really i mean they're still just researching it and trying yeah. to figure it out I it's know. still brand new so yeah but you know i just just doing like google searches which i know you're not supposed to do <laughs> it's not really an official diagnosis you can't you're not supposed to just oh google i have this symptom <laughs> you know but everything i have is strange and like out of the ordinary for me right and my health history right and so that's why i'm linking it to long covid and also when i've looked up like articles and things like that they also are linking my symptoms to long COVID. So. Well, and all of the, it seems like all of the long COVID symptoms that you've had really did start with when you had yes. COVID, the right? Like time. the eye yes, stuff correct. and the UTI stuff mm-hmm. that showed up right away. And well, the UTI was after the second time. E- e- right. But it came with that second, that yeah. second time of yep. having COVID. And so, yep. um, when these things keep bouncing back that you've never had or experienced, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's just interesting. But yeah, yep. you've definitely been figuring out like, how do I manage these symptoms and how do I continue to do mm-hmm. what I want to be doing, even if I'm not at a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I've started taking more vitamins and stuff. Yeah. I think possibly I might go to the doctor and possibly get this like official long COVID diagnosis. I don't know. More importantly at this point, like I just, with the right diet and, you know, vitamins and things like that, I think it it definitely will improve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be important to really take good care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. when you go through these health issues, that's when you... I think get a little more committed about that. I know for me, I've been on quite the health journey. 
Yeah. And I'm very, very good about taking my vitamins and trying to do my light exercise and eat well. And my diet is crazy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy hard. I found out I'm allergic to crazy things like onions. What? And onions. Eggs. Onions are in everything. Onions and eggs. Oh, and yeah. It, it, yeah. Makes Jimmy it hard. just eats plants now. <laughs> and meat. I like meat. But meat not, is good. But not onions. You can't eat that plant. <laughs> no, I cannot eat onions. No. That one was yeah. shocking. That one was really surprising to me. And you don't do dairy? I don't do a lot of dairy. I'll do a little bit, but not a ton. And yeah. I have then the new one this year. I did the Whole30 diet and mm -hmm. recognized how like gluten and flour is affecting me so i don't do any um flour yeah. stuff or Meat very very rarely plants. like once every couple yeah. weeks maybe i'll eat a little bit of something but yeah for the most part i'm pretty much plants and meat that's yeah. what i focus on when i'm eating yeah and it makes a big difference in how i feel a, mm -hmm. a gi gigantic difference i can't even describe yeah. so the other surprise one after doing Whole30 is I couldn't tolerate chocolate anymore. That's so sad. <laughs> it is sad. It is sad. I'm. It's been long enough. It was like March or April when I discovered this. Yeah. Um, it's been long enough and the pain of eating the chocolate has faded enough that I'm thinking about trying it again. <laughs> And yeah, just... you're gonna have the same result. I I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I know. Like, well, so this is I my thought. This? I want to take the COVID booster, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. I'm gonna get achy and feel like I have the flu from that because I always do for a day or two. So yeah. I'm already gonna feel awful. So I might as well try the chocolate and see if the stomach <laughs> stuff happens because <laughs> I'm already gonna be feeling bad. I'll just okay. I'll just do it all at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like your logic. <laughs> no, the chocolate's not fun. I end up in bed, like curled in a ball for a few hours. Like it, it hurts just your stomach. Hurts. Yeah, yeah my stomach sad. just oh, like it just like cramps and spasms and and is like, mm -hmm. what did you do to me? Mm -hmm. So, but it's been a long time. Maybe it was just a weird reaction to after the whole thirty. I don't know. It was funny because you're allowed to do like cocoa powder during whole 30 but you mm -hmm. aren't supposed to do any sweeteners at all and so i i didn't end you up want cocoa powder without exactly sweeteners? exactly like, so i didn't have chocolate and so once i was adding like natural sweeteners back in i made some hot cocoa with mm -hmm. honey and uh it didn't go so well <laughs> <laughs> and I tried two more times after that within the next like two weeks. And yeah. every time I was like down in bed for like four hours afterwards. Yeah. Just in pain. So. Mm -hmm. So, yes, diet has become a huge part of my life. Yeah. Well, it should be for me, too, because I mean, with the long COVID and then like I'm just I'm having some other things like GI issues discomfort and whatever yeah and which might not be covid related but could be because i know some people are reporting that as a problem oh that would make sense um, yeah maybe but i've had gi issues before and i attribute it to just eating garbage so yeah okay um yeah my body doesn't really tolerate a lot of garbage 
anymore. Yeah, mine is starting to less and less. So it's like, dude, feed me good food. Yeah. It's telling me. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's a journey to listening. Yes, that's true. Anyways, that was kind of my year. I think my kids are growing really fast, which is making me older. I know your daughter is going to graduate. She's yeah. a senior and is yep. going to maybe be headed out into the world, which is... She wants to, but man, it's so much harder for kids these days than it and was. It, even like... in, Cal in, in California, it makes it that much harder. She wants to move out and I'm like, more power to you, girl. I support you 100%. Find the money somewhere. It's probably not going to happen in California. I'm like, you need to find a different state. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure Utah's the answer either because Utah's, well, Utah's getting better with the It's true. Price. Some of the prices are definitely coming down yeah. recently. I don't know about the rental market, but for buying houses. The rental is also is coming Is it coming down? down? Oh, good. And then my son is he's a doing sophomore. his band thing. Yeah. yeah, he's a sophomore. So... Things are pretty good, you know. It's right now we're just trying to file for a green card. That's our big <laughs> thing so. for your foreign husband. My, yes, from my my husband who's from a very far away land <laughs> called Canada. <laughs> called Canada. <laughs> yeah. So that's me over this last year. Good. I don't think there's much else to report. Okay. Well, that's a good update. Other than the podcast stuff, but that's we'll talk about that more in a minute. Okay. Now let's talk about Julie Sickles. Alrighty. You've had some fairly big things. I think when we were talking about it, you're like, well, I don't, nothing really happened to me. Well, because I got married, I guess that's the I know. Thing, that's the fun and exciting one. I feel like, yeah. yeah. And you got to come and that was so It was cool. good. It was a good, yeah. it was a good wedding. It was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. But I was really glad that you were there. Me too. Um, I wouldn't miss it. I made it to your first one and I made I'll make I made it to your second and yeah. And hopefully there will be no more. Well, and you made it to mine, which was all the way across the country. I did. You know, 20. Yeah, that was fun. And ago. actually I was I got sick on that trip too, <laughs> interestingly. I had a cold. It was really bad. But that was back in 2000, so COVID wasn't a thing. It wasn't COVID. Yes. But, but you actually had some pretty big things happen last year. Yep. Well, you had been planning a trip. Mm -hmm. It's true. So my husband and I have been married now for 22 years. Mm -hmm. And we had been talking about going to Italy or doing like a Europe trip for our 20th wedding anniversary, which was in July of 2020. <laughs> Yeah, And it was very interesting as I was trying to plan that trip, I distinctly kind of got the impression or the prompting that I wasn't supposed to plan it for when we were planning to go. Yeah, And I remember talking to my husband and he was just kind of devastated. He was like, what? Like, this would be perfect and we should really go. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, when the Lord yeah. speaks to me, I, I, I usually try and listen, right? Like, I try yeah. and pay attention. And I don't I don't know why, right? Like, he didn't mm -hmm. say why, but I just am getting a very distinct feeling that mm -hmm. we should not be going on this trip at this time. Like, mm -hmm. we should not plan this. And so... We were sad, but my husband was kind of like, okay. And this was probably January, around January of 2020. Mm -hmm. 
And then March of 2020 happened <laughs> and the whole yeah. world shut down. And I was like, thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for watching yeah. out for us, right? I didn't there... have to worry about canceling any trips or mm -hmm. losing any money or anything. Well, yeah, that's the thing, the losing money, because there are a lot of people that lost money. Yeah, yeah. Trips. Well, and, you know? and Italy was one of the first countries to just get hit so hard, so, so, oh, yeah. so, so hard. And so yep. I know for a long time it was hard to, to travel there. Yeah. Yeah, so we in 2020 did not go on our anniversary mm -hmm. trip like we had planned. And so this past year, as things have been opening up and traveling's been happening earlier this year, my husband had come to me. Well, I guess it was last year. My husband came and said, you know, I don't know that we're going to be able to make it to Italy. We don't know, you know, where things are at with borders and testing and everything. Yeah. But I know another place you've always wanted to go is Hawaii. So how would you feel about going to Hawaii this year? And we'll we'll try and go to Italy or Europe later. Yeah. And at first I was like, ah, oh, you know, for like two seconds, like, but I really want to go to Italy. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I want to go to Hawaii. That's <laughs> yeah. not a bad. Because you'd never been there before, I'd right? never been there before. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a year ago, actually, maybe. Yeah. in October that we made our big trip out. So it was during our 21st wedding anniversary instead of our mm -hmm. 20th, but we went out for a week and it was just awesome. It was so good. Mm -hmm. It was just yeah. like the perfect trip and yeah, we enjoyed it so much. I yeah. love, I love the awesome. beach. I love the water, um, mm -hmm. but we saw lots of other things while we were there too and ate really good food. you went food. to Oahu, right? Yeah, we went to Oahu. Did you, you did Pearl Harbor? We didn't. You didn't? We didn't. No. We okay. want to take our kids back. So we'll we'll probably do okay. Pearl Harbor, but we did a, we did other I would tours highly and... recommend Pearl Harbor. Yeah. It was a very interesting experience and I don't want to say too much about it cuz I don't want to like Yeah. spoil anything for you. But Yeah. I kind of attribute it. So when we went to New York, you said you didn't want to go to the the world trade center site yeah the yeah mm -hmm. well we went to the site but you didn't want to do the museum yeah because your thinking was i'm on vacation i want to have a good time i want to be happy i don't want to go see something that's going to make me sad you know yeah it was sad and we so, did go to the site and it was yeah. sad it was heavy it was sad but we didn't do the museum and i was okay with that mm -hmm. but i do at some point on my bucket list is to go and see the museum but pearl harbor is, is similar yeah. To that. Okay. It is. It it was a devastating attack. So many people lost yeah. their lives, and yeah, it's sad. Yeah. There's a lot of stories and stuff, but I would recommend you do it. Okay. That's awesome. I'm glad you liked Hawaii. Did you did the Polynesian culture center? Yeah, we did. That yeah. Was great. That was actually really fun too. I think that was probably my favorite part. They I had know. like a luau we, and stuff. Like, did you do the? We thing didn't at do night? the that luau. We went to a different luau. Um, oh, okay. But there was so much to do there. <clears throat> and I think yeah. we only spent like half a day there because we had so many other things that we mm. were doing. Um, yeah. And you definitely, I feel like, could spend a full day there because they have Did different... Did you stay on the North Shore? No. Or... No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We stayed on the North Shore. That was like oh. where most of the stuff was. Oh, nice. So. Okay. Yeah. No, we stayed in... A long time ago. Just like a block and a half from Waikiki yeah. Beach. So... Oh, okay. Yeah. We are right there. Yeah. That's cool. But we traveled but you, around the whole island a couple yeah. times while we yeah. were there. 
That's cool. Do they still have? I think they got rid of that big pineapple. The plantation? Or whatever. The plantation. Is it still it's there? It's still there. We went there. And they still have the pineapples and stuff growing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We went there. It was awesome. That's cool. Had a Dole Whip. It was good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those are good. Well, that's cool. You also did some more traveling, too, because I know in 2020, you were talking about going to Disneyland. I know. We, well. I had three trips in 2020 planned or mm. that I wanted to go to. One, you and I were going to go to San Francisco. Which still is going to happen. Still going to happen. Hasn't happened yet, but soon. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the second one, we had told the kids we were going to take them to Disneyland for the first time. And we had presented it to them at Christmas. Like my husband likes to do these little scavenger hunts. So they had to get all the clues and put the words together. And they were so excited. And the trip was paid for. Oh, yeah. And then, and yeah. And then COVID happened and Disneyland shut down. So we finally, in June of 2022, we were able to do our big California trip that we planned. So yeah. we came and stayed with you. Yep. We took the kids so surfing, which was amazing. That was so fun. I think that was perfect. It, it was so, so perfect. And mm-hmm. my do- my 15-year-old is a natural. And I just mm-hmm. feel bad that she has no opportunity living in Utah to do surfing at all. Because yeah. she was very... She was very good at catching the waves. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how she was that good. It was amazing. I think you guys should come back. Yes. Before I move. <laughs> I definitely think so, too. It was so fun. If you come back in June again, I probably will still be here. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can do that. Um, And then we spent five days at Disneyland. And my brother Chris and his family came. And my sister Cammie and her, her family came. And we rented a big house and stayed together and did five days of Disney and California Adventure. And was amazing and exhausting exhausting yes but it was really good it was a very 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 good trip and long a long time coming trip (laughs) it was good to finally finally be able to do that and i think you invited me for a day i think if i remember correctly but i gotta tell you i've been to disneyland i would say fairly close to a hundred times i'm not exaggerating (laughs) yeah and the last time i went to disneyland i was wearing shoes that were too small which i didn't realize they were that small but i got a big old blood blister on my Oof. underneath my toenail oh walking around i mean you walk i don't know if you guys realize this or not you walk many 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 miles when you go to disneyland yes you do you do and you don't realize how much you're walking because you're just having fun. Yeah. But um, in my yeah, oldest, we bad. ended up, her feet hurt so bad. We ended up getting her a wheelchair for a few days. Yeah. And pushing you her. You got to have really good shoes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We're actually going to start physical therapy with her feet because she just has really? issues with even standing. It could be an arch thing. That's mine is an arch thing. Like, I have to have like really good arch support apparently my arches are high which i i don't know i look at my feet and i think they're normal but yeah yeah um i have to have really good arch support or i have all kinds of problems especially in my left leg and that's where my toe was all weird and it was sending pain all the way up into my hip to the point where i just couldn't i couldn't walk anymore yeah. <laughs> i was like i'm done <laughs> by like five or six i'm like i can't do this anymore yeah and so I stopped. And that was the moment where I'm like, you know, 
I don't need to do I didn't, Disney. I didn't <laughs> vow I to never do Disney again because I do have fun when I go. Yeah. I was like, if I never go to Disneyland ever again in my life, I think I'll be okay with that. <laughs> yes. Well, and I so. I loved going. I love taking my kids, but it's not something that I have to do mm-hmm. a whole bunch of times in my life either because mm-hmm. there's a lot of other really fun places to yeah. go and things to see. and mm-hmm. so There are two times in my life that I remember going to Disneyland that were just so fun. And one was... Before they like did some pretty big changes to Disney, I think Disneyland was not super popular mm-hmm. for a while. And now Christmas at Disneyland is huge. Mm-hmm. It's like their biggest day of the year. Yeah. We went, I think it was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It was of like 97, 98, something like that. And there was nobody there. <laughs> we went on... Every ride, like, four times, just, like, ride. I mean, it was... Oh, it was that's so fun. So empty. That's and, yeah, amazing. it was such a great experience. Yeah. Was that and when you was, were a kid still? Yeah, I was okay. in... Yeah, I was either a junior or a senior. We had moved oh, there. We okay. had moved here in 97, so it was either yeah, sometime around there. I think it was before I graduated from high school in 98, so... But it was so fun. It was that, and then the time that I, we went, it was me, you, and Sean. Okay. Do you remember that? Was my ex-boyfriend there, too? No. It no, was a different we had gone time. twice. It was once okay. where it was just me, you, and Sean. And Sean. Okay. Yeah. Your, your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. No, your ex-boyfriend made it really miserable, actually. I know. Yep, he did. So. I know. Um, we were young. I was 18 I back know. then. Oh, that was so fun. I still have pictures. I actually have a picture of you on Sean's back, like piggybacking. Oh, fun. I don't know if you remember that or not, but... <laughs> Yeah. Very fun. But those were the two times that were like the most fun for me. And... Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, and... so, and a long time ago. Yeah. I know. Kind of sad that it wasn't with my kids, but I mean, the last however many times I've been with my kids. It's just, just it's so busy same. now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very busy. But yeah. Okay. So those are your travel things that you did. Yeah. But then you also had another had an... big event this year yeah so my father lived with parkinson's disease for 22 years or at least he was diagnosed for 22 years which is a long time for parkinson's and i remember when you told me about it yeah he actually was diagnosed the fall after i got married Mm -hmm. in the year 2000 Mm -hmm. he has really done amazingly over that time and my mom has been amazing Mm-hmm. really at taking care of him. Um, yeah. But things really progressed. And he got to the point this year in April where he really couldn't eat anymore. And for a while, he'd had trouble like feeding himself, but he got to a place where he couldn't swallow anymore. And yeah. he'd been on hospice. They started hospice, I think, the summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And before that, he'd had home health care through the same company, and I have to tell you, hospice and home health care people are literally angels on earth. Yeah. They are amazing, amazing, amazing. At that point, my dad made the decision that he wanted to start kind of the end of life pain medication. He really couldn't swallow anymore. He couldn't eat and he was starting to have a lot of pain. 
And he was kind of amazing all of those years and all of the health challenges that he had over those years. He never complained. He never complained at all. Not surprising with your dad. But it is amazing. If I don't feel good, I complain. It is amazing. Like, you know know. me. I complain. Well, your dad is superhuman. I know. Well, (laughs) and I really did think he was superhuman there for a while. So he made the decision and that was hard. Mm-hmm. You know, he made the decision to start taking, yeah. they started him on morphine and lorazepam um, to help. Just for con- pain management. For pain yeah. management. And then also like the lorazepam is, I believe, it relaxes it's your like, muscles. It's it's a, yeah, they use it to treat anxiety as well. So yeah. yeah. And he, with the Parkinson's, you know, his muscles were really tense and. The family knew that he was making that decision, and we had a chance to all talk to him if we wanted to before, because once he started the medication, he pretty much was just very relaxed and asleep. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was hard. It was a hard process. You know, they started the medication. They said he could really go at any time, and they said it could be you know a couple days to a couple of weeks. And so our family spent time with my mom, with him um, at home. Every day we had someone stay with her. And then we just had to wait. And it was so hard. And he ended up living two and a half weeks. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember that. I was and like, it was, it was just. a call from you at any point. At any point. And, and he just. I, and yeah. that's why I thought he was superhuman. I, at yeah. Near the end, after the, that two week mark, I told my husband, I think he's just going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was hard it was stressful i got into a car accident too I, I, oh i remember that yeah yeah we were i was going to my mom's house to do pre-planning with the funeral home mm-hmm. and was running a little bit late and i pulled out of my driveway and my neighbor was pulling out of his driveway at the same time and we crashed and i was like, like okay. across the street or yes yeah directly yeah. behind me my driveway is angled down so i can't right. always see and i always yeah. check side to side but i because of the angle you can, you're just seeing into the street you can't I'm seeing see into coming. the street yeah, yeah. and yeah. i was just stressed out because i don't get in car accidents <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah that was quite well, welcome to the club oh that was quite <laughs> the well the, i was looking up the week yeah so. I was so, looking this up. Well, you're um, looking what up? Um, how old was your dad when he was diagnosed? It was in 2000. It was in 2000. He was born in 43. Okay, so he's nearly 60 years old. Yeah, he was like 57. So it says... Patients... Oh, well, almost 57. I think he was 56 when he was this diagnosed. Is... Yeah, okay. So this is just a general Google search. So how true it is? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't know. But it says... People begin usually begin developing Parkinson's symptoms around age sixty, so he was fairly close. Yes, yeah. I well, think... it was nice. His doctor like saw some very, very, very early symptoms of it. Oh, okay. Um, and just kind of caught it really early, and he was able to take some medicine that I think really helped slow the progression early on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. Well, what's really cool is it says here, it says many live between 10 and 20 years and your dad lived 22. 22. Yeah, so. 22. Yeah, 22 years and lots. Yeah. yeah. He And they 
they did a lot. It really changed, I feel like, the course of my parents' lives. You know, my dad and mom quickly talked about what they wanted out of life and what they wanted to do. And he decided to retire early and then they served a mission. Yeah. Um, you in know, just in Salt Lake w within just a few years. And, and then they traveled and they visited people all over the country and um, made it to every state. They've been to every state in the, in that's the US. cool. That's yeah. A, that I want to do that. I'm only missing like 10. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So they, I think that that's helped tremendously just the quality of life that my parents have been able to have and to live mm -hmm. that even though my dad is no longer with us here in the same way, there aren't any regrets. You know, yeah. a big piece of my family moving from Georgia to Utah in 2015 was to be close to them. Yeah. And my kids are really close to my parents and we have spent a lot of time with them. Mm -hmm. And so he lived a good life. Yeah. And um, the day that he passed, uh, my mom, my brother was with my mom and she called us up and we came over and it's hard to describe just the sense of peace yeah, that we could feel. And yeah. it sounds weird, right? Because you're losing your dad. Yeah. But you could see and you could feel that he was at peace and it was okay. Yeah. And I'm a very spiritual person and yeah. uh, I haven't maybe struggled in the same way as a lot of people with it because I feel very, very connected to my dad. And I feel his presence with me. Yeah. And I think about him often. And um, he's not with me in the same way, but he's still with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's still watching out for my kids, right? Yeah. We can do it in a, probably a much easier way now than yeah. when he was yeah. alive and limited by his body. Yeah. Um, but. I know he's there. I know he loves us. I know that I'm going to see him again. Yeah. And that helps so much. And um, that experience of losing him just really helped me to feel like the way it all unfolded, mm -hmm. you know, how peaceful it was, how much I could tell for that two weeks that he really, really was comfortable. Yeah. It was such a blessing to be able to see that he was just completely relaxed and it wasn't hard. It wasn't painful. Yeah. Um, my mom walked into the room and saw him take a breath mm -hmm. and walked over to him. And he was, he was thin enough. She could see his heart beating. Mm. And so she, she saw him breathe as she walked into the room, like exhale. Mm -hmm. And she walked over to him and saw that his heart wasn't beating. Mm. Okay. And she called my brother. She's like, Matt, come in here. And he, I think he just waited. You know, he he wanted to be with my mom. Mm -hmm. And he just exhaled one last breath very, very mm -hmm. peacefully. Yeah. And it was incredible. Wow. So you weren't there there. I wasn't there at the house. Um, yeah. She called and we... You know, we live just a mile away, so mm -hmm. we were there within, I think, about 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, 
So we were there when the people from the funeral home came mm-hmm. to pick him up and um and spent that time together. Mm. But it was a it was a a big event for sure yeah. this year yeah. and equally difficult and equally sweet and peaceful, which yeah. is a very interesting thing. Yeah. But I definitely feel a lot of peace, and I feel like my dad's doing great. Yeah. That's good. I'm sure he is. He's always been a very... I don't know how to put the words together to describe my impression of your dad. But I just remember when we were kids... I guess peace is probably the best way to describe it, because... His presence was always there. And I had a thing when I was a kid. I felt very intimidated by authority sometimes. Mm -hmm. My own grandfather, especially with men, my own grandfathers, I felt very intimidated by them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never with your dad. No. There was always that feeling of peace with him around. It's just, I always felt like he was good with me. Yeah, you know, because and, he was. He yeah. he was a very kind of mellow, accepting mm-hmm. person. Yep. And like, we joked around a little bit. I, yeah. I didn't spend yeah. a lot of time talking with him. Mm-hmm. But I do remember sometimes there were little like quips about uh, football. you know because you guys were michigan state fans and i was a michigan fan and stuff and so sometimes we would just like tease each other a little bit and i was always in good humor i never had a bad feeling about your your family or anything and so um but yeah yes he had a great sense of humor Mm -hmm. he was just super intelligent too he Mm -hmm. could he could fix anything yeah anything yeah. I'm I'm super glad I married someone who is handy because yeah. if I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would would have worked because my dad, my mom used to say my dad could touch something and it would work again. Like yeah. he could just That's like funny. touch it with the finger. Yeah. She was amazed by it. So, yeah, I mean, he was just a yeah, he, he was also very go with the flow because my mom yeah. tends to be the organizer and the planner mm-hmm. and. She gets groups together and gets things going. And he was just always up for it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Your dad is a great man. Yep. He is. And he's doing good stuff on the other side. Yeah. That's good. Well, let's talk about health real quick. Yeah. There's a couple things. Oh, yeah. So first we, my family did all get COVID in May and it was wonderful because we were going to (laughs) Disneyland at the beginning of June. And so we had no (laughs) concern or fear by the time we got to Disneyland of of getting COVID because we had not gotten it at all. Um, And in fact, while we were there, I had a niece who came down with it the last day, which was super sad. Um, So we all got sick. Almost the same week. My husband was about a week ahead of us. And we were able to just quarantine together for a week and kind of bounce yeah, back. And fun. and it was it was like a cold, yeah. you know. For us, it was kind of like a cold. Well, it wasn't too I think it's mellowed out a bit bad. too, COVID. So yeah, I kind of feel like bad. the variant at that yeah. time was, was a good one to get. Yeah. <laughs> 
like you know, the really Delta, it, I think, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think you had the Delta and I think that one was terrible. Yeah, that one was very rough, but yes, I made it through. Yeah. I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. My oxygen levels were really good the whole time. So I had a, one of those little pulse oximeter things. Yeah. I was tracking it. So, But yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then the other big one that kind of happened, it's kind of more of a personal thing, but I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about more. I feel like we as women don't talk about this very much. And that is that I've entered the stage of life called perimenopause. Hmm. And um, that's that period of time when your ovaries stop functioning regularly and you can start developing random symptoms. And let me tell you, it has (laughs) been a little bit of a ride. I have struggled in my life with headaches and migraines. Mm -hmm. And back in the day when I was having babies, I would always get a migraine my fourth month of pregnancy. Okay. So whatever was happening with my hormones at that time really Mm -hmm. triggered it. And so when, um, my, as my body is kind of flipping out with my hormones, as they're trying to figure out what's going on with my ovaries, I ended up having a migraine for like three weeks. And uh, along with other symptoms, a lot of anxiety, and I was just like, I I could not sleep. I was having hot flashes that were keeping me up late and waking me up, yeah, like in the middle of the night, and pretty much couldn't. I wasn't sleeping more than a few hours every night. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so talked, uh, kind of talked to the doctor, come up with some plans, um, but that, but it was really crazy how intense and sudden and in your face that is. And mm-hmm. I think that we as women need to talk and support each other more about these things because I was, yeah. I'm 43. You know, I, I didn't really have menopause on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> but this still is, young. I'm still young. Yeah. Right. And menopause, when we talk about it is when menopause li- is uh, the medical definition is when you don't have a period for 12 months, mm. but perimenopause can last for like five years where you're having these changes and dips and jumps yes and so we need Mm -hmm. to support we need to support each other as women and really help i agree um have more information like i'm surprised at how many people if i mention perimenopause are like what's perimenopause that's that's what i said when you were talking (laughs) to to me about it yeah yeah so um that was a couple months ago when i kind of had that first episode and we'll have to kind of see how it goes but for a few weeks I thought I was going crazy because I didn't know exactly what was going on and got into my doctor and she did some tests and she told me it was perimenopause and Mm. um the migraines went away as the hormones have kind of leveled out but I don't know if that's going to happen again so that was interesting yeah interesting life experience that is interesting unexpected yeah I know. I was just going along with life, and all yeah. of a sudden, it felt like I hit a brick wall. Yeah, and you had, like, some hot flashes and stuff, too, huh? I would sometimes have, like, eight hot flashes in an hour. Jeez. That seems yeah. not fun. I don't like being hot, so that is, like, the one thing that I'm really not looking forward to. But Well, I like I said, I talked to my doctor about different options, and there's some... Mm-hmm. Um, um, hormones that i think will help balance out my estrogen yeah that's good uh that i can utilize so 
next time if my body freaks out again yeah. uh i have i have it ready and i'll be able to use it if i need to and that should really cut down on the hot flashes because i feel like it was the hot flashes and the insomnia and the migraines yeah which were really most disruptive yeah well migraines are the worst yeah Ugh. like that's yeah. just like it's debilitating to a degree always like I know sometimes people can work through migraines and stuff, but I mean, it definitely at least puts a pause or some kind of like slowdown in whatever your day-to-day routine is, you know, because yeah, I don't know. It just depends on how bad they are. Migraines are terrible. And my migraines, a lot of times I can work through them, Mm -hmm. but once I went, was like moving into the third week of it, Mm -hmm. it just wore me down. I was just, I was... I wasn't sleeping and I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like (laughs) this needs, this needs to go away. I need to not be nauseous all the time. I need to not feel like my head is in a vice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've had some relief from that and that you know what's going on and able to treat it. Yes. And that's why I think we need to talk about it. So women in their 40s know. So you don't have to suffer needlessly. You can know where to go for help and stuff. Yes. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of women who come in to meet with me who are struggling with issues that we have tied to hormonal issues. And Mm. I think that it's not necessarily common knowledge how impactful our hormones are on our mental health. Yeah. And I think it really needs to be on the radar, yeah. right, of, of women and practitioners so that that can be part of the of the solution, yeah. right? Like, let's let's help do figure out if this is that. a, right, like if this is a major contributing factor, mm-hmm. like it is for my hormones, then we definitely need to be addressing that. If mm-hmm. someone comes in to see me for insomnia, and it's because of hot flashes, then we need to address the hot flashes right. and figure out what we can do to make that better. Right. Yep. So it's it's very, I think, relevant to people. Well, probably lives. even to people who are younger. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like forty three is a pretty young age to be starting these. I mean yeah, it, it depends for... on where you look. Some people do yeah. say 42 to 45 and other places I feel like yeah. say like 45 to 50 is when yeah. perimenopause starts. So I feel like I'm on the maybe the, a little of the earlier end, but still in the normal mm-hmm. kind of I range. would say, yeah, probably if you're still in, if even if you're in your late 30s, I mean, it's something to be yes. that's good I've definitely to be known... aware of, you know. Yes. And I've known people who started, who did start in their, in their 30s. late 30s. Yeah, sometimes it happens yeah. early, but it, yeah, it does. So the other thing that we wanted to talk about today is just talking about our progress on this podcast and kind of the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very good one with some interesting things that have happened, I guess. Yeah, I think it's been really good good for us to be learning from the process you know every time you create a really big goal there is a specific journey that you go through to get there and you and I have from the beginning been talking about and trying to check in a lot about Mm -hmm. that journey and kind of where we're at Mm -hmm. 
And we've learned a lot, both about the process and like specific skills. Like mm-hmm. Julie is the editing, Julie Fairber <laughs> is the editing yeah. master. She is loving doing the editing. She's learned so much. She can do so much. I'm always amazed when she's like, okay. And she starts playing with everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. I love it because neither one of us went into this knowing anything about editing. And uh, we have a great program that we're using. And yeah. that was a big hurdle, though, because I think for both of us, we didn't know well, a lot. Part of that process was overcoming the overwhelm. Yes. I will fully admit that these episodes have not been released yet because of <laughs> my dragging my feet because I was so overwhelmed by the idea of editing I just I have no idea what I'm doing I have ADHD I have a hard time learning I don't I don't learn by reading I have to do and be able to ask questions and that can be hard because it's not like there's someone who's just standing here or someone who I can call up and be like hey I have this issue but there actually is there's a whole Facebook group for it yeah, and, so, and tons of videos, of, tons of yeah. online videos, too. Yeah, so I just need to get rid of my old brain of this is how we did it before, which was always like, you take a class or you call someone up or whatever. But no, I mean, now it's even instant. Like, I'm not huge on social media, so that's going to change very quickly yeah. also. Yeah, we were we actually had, had an issue just last week. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to ask the question on Facebook. And I did. And I got so many answers. That is so and awesome. So, yeah. Well, and um, I think that's part of the journey, too, is learning to figure out what you don't know and how to get the help that you need. Yeah. Yep. It's true. But I have learned since then. There's just some interesting things about editing. But some of the things that I was overwhelmed by just came from just lack of experience. And after experiencing, have now realized that it's really simple. Yeah. Once you know it and Mm -hmm. can, and you know what it is, you honestly, you know, you kind of went from being at this wall where you're like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. (laughs) Yes. To now when it's time to edit, you're like, I'm so excited. This is so awesome. Yeah. It's still a new thing that I can do that new skill. And there's a yes. lot more to learn with it. Yeah. But there's a lot of satisfaction, though. Oh, right? so much. Yeah, From it's taking, so cool. Yeah. Taking it and, like, being able to, within minutes, like, make yeah. it do exactly what you want it yeah. to do. I think it's so funny. Like, there have been times where we're in a meeting and we're listening to things and we're figuring out exactly what we want to edit out, what we, you know, we kind of go through it together. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, hey, can you do this? And I'll be like, well, I think it was the sound or something that you were making in the background. Oh, you were clearing yeah. your throat. Yeah. And you're like, hey, was, can you get rid of this? Annoying. And in like two seconds, I'm like, oh, yeah, you just do this and this and this. And then you like lower that volume. And she's, you're just like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. You did it so quick. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. It was very, very cool. You could do it, too. It's, yeah. It's pretty simple. The, well, I mean, the program makes it simpler, too. I mean, yeah, I, we do. We have a, yeah. I like our program that we use yeah. and it's good. Get, it helps. Yeah. So we've learned to have patience with the process. That's kind yeah. of our catchphrase right now. Yeah. Because we, it was what, April of 2021 when we had that 
conversation. About starting. Yes. Uh-huh. It was a week before I was coming to visit you in California. Yep. Yeah. And and so it's been about a year and a half. And we are determined to make this happen. And it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Hopefully, yep. it's just going to be a couple more months. We'll get yep. some more episodes ready. And we'll be able to release yep. all of these wonderful episodes with you. Yep. Well, some of the things that I've learned, too... <laughs> in my episode, which we kind of like interjected in there, and I I don't know, um, my ADD brain comes out a bit, so that's one thing that I've learned that I need to like kind of deal with whenever I'm like talking longer or whatever. I think my ideas kind of tend to get a little bit like sidetracky, I guess, you know. Yeah. But and that's um, okay, right? That's part of why we love you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, one thing that I learned that I thought was interesting too. So there were some times where we have decided that we wanted to like either explain something or um, just like add in a recording and it doesn't work super great to go back in later if we're trying to make it sound like it's part of the conversation. Yeah. That's one thing yeah. that I've learned about it. We kind of decided not to do that. It's easier to either just cut something out or if we want to interject, it's okay. But we have to like let you know, hey, this is us. We're interjecting. And then you yeah. know, make it known instead of trying to make it sound like it's part, part of, of it. The, yeah. Because it yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah. There might be a way to make it work, but we haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> but if we do, I'll probably let you know about it. So. It kind of, it's kind of, for me, I sometimes listen to books on tape and it ha- yeah. will have the same author. And sometimes when they switch from one chapter to another, the tone of their voice changes, like the resonance yeah. mm-hmm. in their voice. And so it's really hard to recreate the exact mm-hmm. I think, conditions and sound. Yeah. Not ju- And it's not even just equipment. You can use the same equipment, but I think your voice yeah. kind of changes mm-hmm. and fluctuates over time. It does. Well, yeah, because like the one time we were trying to get, it was Julie was changing something and I was trying to get her to say it a certain way because that was like the flow with the conversation. And it just, I couldn't it's just do it. you can't, you can't always recreate the mood. I think generally you and I are pretty happy. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something about just the natural progression of a conversation and it's hard to duplicate it to go back in. And pretend like it was part of it the whole time, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's one thing that we discovered. Yeah. And also I just have discovered from my episode, we love some things in there that I thought were funny. And I just think it's really cool to leave some of those natural things in there. Like, for example, my interview, I said, when I was talking about where I had lived, I had said Dallas, California. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think sometimes it's cool just to leave those things in there. You don't always have to fix everything and make it sound perfect. Yes. Yep. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Lately, I've been finding a lot of humor when people misspeak. I don't know why. Like, it's me most of the time when I say something wrong. I just think it's funny. So (laughs) I do it a lot because I got like a fuzzy brain. It's probably the long COVID. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah, brain fog is a thing with long COVID. It is, very much. It's also a thing with moms and old people, so... (laughs) And a thing for people with insomnia, if you're not getting enough sleep. Yeah, Brain fog is very common. Sleep is important. Very. Yeah. 
We both learned that this year. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't know. Is there anything else we could think about with the podcast? I am like very happy with how far we've come, even though it seems like it's taken a really long time. I think it's taken longer than I thought it would initially. Yes, because you wanted to be releasing episodes in August of 2021. I remember you were like, yeah, we'll start it in August. Yeah, but I'm, then I'm the reason why they've taken this long. So <laughs> I have seriously dragged my feet on editing, but. Well, and and the health issues That's really that is the true. COVID and long COVID mm -hmm. and all of those issues have been yep. very impactful. You know, we've really had to learn how to figure out how to work yeah. with like life as it's happening, right? Like ideally, we'd just be like, okay, every week we'll do one episode and get yeah. it done. And that is probably not how this process is going to work for us. We've learned. Yeah. And so we're adapting to True. what is going to really be realistic and yes. possible. Yeah, we were just talking about that today, actually. I'm not sure what we'll do. I think for now, our plan is we're just going to find some more people to interview. But I think we'll probably will have some check-ins like this because I think as, you know, the whole point of the podcast for me was to just, we all help each other through our own individual journeys. And so just making, creating this podcast, I mean, this is a continuous journey for us. I think we're always going to run into things that are new and really just want to include everybody in on that. I think personally, I think it would re be really cool if there were other people out there who listen to us and that inspires them to do their own podcast. That would be cool. That's one thing that I really liked about the podcast community is like, there's not really, like, I guess I had expected that there might be some competitive nature and maybe there is uh, a bit, but, but so far, yeah, anyone we've talked to is just, they been love super, each other and they want to be supportive and they're like, Hey, come join mm -hmm. our family, make your own podcast, you know, do what you want to do. And I just, I think that's great. And it is, I, I personally think that everyone should write their own book too. And this is kind of a part of it. Like not that, not that people will ever have the, you know, not everyone will have the time or take the time to do it, but just your story is interesting. Yes. And so, and so we want to, we really want to share our journeys with you, our journeys both personally and through this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but then also want to really be able to bring people on here that we can share their courageous journeys and yeah. what has been really you know big events in their life that we can all learn from yep it's been fun so far and i it's just the beginning and i'm super excited and we still really love everybody and we are getting the social media going and everything and so if you want to tell your story um even if you have an inkling like okay i should but even if it's scary we will do what we can to make that easier for you if you just take that little leap you know yes so. and we we envision not just sharing stories through our podcast, but also through our social media as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're not comfortable with a verbal interview, but you have something that you feel like is significant that would really help other people and just want to share pieces, 
-hmm. of that with the world. Um, even if you wanted to do that, maybe mm -hmm. anonymously yep. or just use your first name. Yeah. No, that's also an option as well, because I know sometimes these stories are so personal that it's not necessarily something that you want everyone in your life to know about, mm -hmm. but maybe it is a significant situation mm -hmm. that would help people. We, so we want to give people that opportunity to be able to share as well. We can do so much with it. You can change your name. You don't have to be your real name. And if you want to be a first name that's not your real name, that's fine. Like, you, however you want to do it. If you don't want your voice to be out there, but you want us to tell your story, we can do that on an episode as well. Like, there's just so many things that we can do with it. And I think the point is just for all of us to help each other. If you have something that you think would be helpful, or even if it's just helpful to you to talk about it, like you can even write in your story and just be like, I just want to talk about this and I don't want you to share it at all. That's fine too. Yeah. So that's true. If you just need someone to hear your story. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we're so excited. Like this is actually getting very real and we're so close and yeah, we just hope that we can help and that you guys will spread the word and that we can just be eventually just a really giant community of people that like love and support each other. Well, thank you for joining us today. And we hope to have you join us on our next episode. Bye-bye.